Here's your Wealth Professional Morning Briefing for Tuesday, November 1st. Losses in the equity markets have led to small returns for Canada's defined benefit pension plans in the third quarter of 2022. The 0.5% gain registered in the RBC Investor and Treasury Services all-plan universe means negative year-to-date returns minus 13.7% through to the end of September. Pensions got a short reprieve in July with a sharp market rally, but the rest of the quarter saw losses. Canadian DB pensions posted returns of minus 1.1% for foreign equities, slightly behind the MSCI World Index's minus 0.1%, with growth stocks faring better than value stocks. Consumer discretionary and energy sectors posted positive returns, while communications and real estate were the laggards within the MSCI benchmark. Canadian equities held by Canada's DB pensions returned minus 1.2% over the third quarter, beating the TSX benchmark's minus 1.4%. For domestic stocks, it was communication services and energy that were the weakest, while industrials and consumer discretionary posted positive returns of 4.2% each. Although fixed income securities provided some better news for Canadian DB DB pensions with positive returns in the quarter of 1.2%, they were still down 17.5% year-to-date. The FTSE Canada Universe Bond Index returned 0.5% in the third quarter, compared to minus 5.7% in the previous quarter. Following the flat third quarter and negative returns over the first nine months of 2022, headwinds including central bank interventions and an uncertain economic outlook mean things are not set to improve anytime soon for Canadian DB pensions. The cost of living crisis is notable for its wide-reaching impact, with both young Canadians and older generations reporting challenges. For those aged 65 and older, paying bills is now a worry for most, with 73% of respondents to a new Equifax poll in this age group expressing concern. This is well above the 40% of 18 to 34s who shared their concerns. However, just 50% of overall respondents said they feel comfortable about their current personal financial situation, and more than half have anxiety about their level of personal debt. Those in Atlantic Canada and BC are most anxious about their debts, while Quebecers have greater anxiety about job security and paying off debt. Albertans are the least anxious in all three regards. Equifax's data shows an increase in credit card usage across Canada. The average credit card balance held by Canadians now stands at a record high of $2,121 at the end of September, and total average non-mortgage debt per consumer is $21,188, return to levels not seen since the first quarter of 2020. However, on a positive note, especially as the poll marks Financial Literacy Month, more Canadians are checking their credit reports and credit scores. Around 60% have checked their credit report in the last year, with the youngest adults most likely to have done so. One third of respondents check their credit score at least monthly. The wealth industry needs to be bold if it's going to find its footing to serve women, said one of the women leaders presenting at the Women in Wealth Online Summit on December 6th. Jaylin Stewart, the Director of Practice Management Consulting for World Source Wealth Management, will join Jennifer Rush, Head of Responsible Investing and Manager Research for Sun Life Global Investments, to address innovating the model, the value of a women-centric approach. The premise is, what would a female-centric wealth model look like and how do we create it, says Stewart. The industry's made incremental movement, but now it needs to be bold because it hasn't made the strides that it hoped to make to serve women, she said. 
Stuart noted how male-centric the wealth industry still is. It's still 80% male and 20% female. The industry also needs to be more aware of its messaging and language and find more appropriate ways of communicating. Stuart said the current industry messaging doesn't engage women when it's too technical and calling an advisor a word like quarterback doesn't resonate as much with women as men. Stuart said the industry also needs to support more women advisors, bringing more into the industry and providing them with role models plus hospitable environments. You can still register for the fifth Women in Wealth Summit. It's online and free for advisors. The link is in the show notes and on our website. These stories in full at wealthprofessional.ca and in our newsletters, plus why asset allocation ETFs still play a central portfolio role, what earnings week results mean for tech stocks, and what are the five top challenges for financial advisors. For Wealth Professional Canada, I'm Steve Randall.